Welcome to our new episode of the MBSE podcast. After our longer summer break, we are back with a highly interesting topic. And today we will talk about the systems engineering vision 2035. And our guest comes from the Netherlands. It's Paul Scheinemaker. And um, yeah, he is co-author of this great vision we will talk about in the next minutes. So, Paul, would you like to introduce yourself and welcome from my side? Yeah, well, thank you. First of all, thank you for inviting me for this podcast and for giving the opportunity to talk about the system engineering vision in 2035. I'm Paul Schreinemakers and live in Utrecht, the Netherlands. I've been a system engineer for about 35 years while active in various domains like space instrumentation, defense, as well as rail and road infrastructure. While working as a consultant for a company called How to Busy, I'm also training system engineers in a wide variety of domains. Over the years, I've held multiple positions in INCOSI, like president of the Netherlands chapter and in the international arena. As member of the board of directors, I was responsible for the key INCOSI events, international symposium and international workshops and later on was the technical director and the EMEA sector director. Related to the vision, um, I was a member of the core team and as such responsible for the vision review activities to solicit and synthesize review comments. Okay, so, well, welcome also from my side, Paul, and good to have you here. Um, and it was good to see you in Detroit at the symposium. Uh, Likewise. Some weeks ago. <laughs> uh, by the way, it was a very nice fireworks. Very <laughs> <laughs> <Really> good. <laughs> so, yeah, our topic is uh, the System Engineering Vision 2035, and it is because it was just published. So, when was it published and where was it published? Okay. Well, the vision was published last January to uh, during the INCOSI International Workshop 2022. Mm -hmm. And on the INCOSI org website, you can find a recording about a 50-minute presentation given, uh, giving an overview of the essence of each of the four chapters in the document. And for those of you who have not yet done so, you please uh, uh, let me invite you to download the SE Vision 2035 at www.incosi.org/sevision as one word, and there you will find a PDF version as well as a navigable uh, web-based version. Okay, cool. So if we do not forget it, we will add this link under uh, the video in the description and uh, people can find it there. Yeah, so, um, Paul, this is not the first vision. Uh, there are existing more visions. Uh, for, for how long do they exist? And what's, what's the general idea behind it? Okay, well, the first vision was called uh, System Engineering Vision 2020 and was published as a kind of a white paper in 2007. Um, that one was followed in uh, 2014 by a SE Vision 2025 and as indicated earlier this year by the 2035 version. The purpose of the vision, maybe that's good to mention, is to inspire and guide 
the strategic direction of systems engineering across a diverse set of stakeholder communities. Mm -hmm. And so the, the first vision 2020, so that's, that was a vision for the year 2020, so that's already behind okay. us. <laughs> uh, so it's quite interesting to have a look at that. Um, so what, what were the key messages of that vision and was the vision right? Um, uh, uh, a specific or especially the latter question is a very uh, uh, <laughs> fair question to ask. But let me focus on three of the key messages that were in that vision. Mm -hmm. um, as E will shift away from a one size fits all definition and application. Since the roots of system engineering were in BALAPS, in the defense and space industries, and their definition of system engineering is not a blueprint for other domains. And that's what people recognize more and more at that point in time. A statement made even at that point in time, uh, you will hear that one more often uh, during this podcast, is the future of system engineering is model-based. Mm -hmm. And the use of techniques like simulation, visualization, and gaming will lead innovations in system engineering education. So I think the, these were the three most uh, uh, challenging and the most interesting messages, key messages, specifically for the audience of this uh, of this uh, podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if we go further uh, to the vision 2025, it's also around the corner. It's tw two years until 25. Um, so uh, can can you wrap up some of the key messages there? And uh, was the vision already right? Or do we have some, some things to do in, in the mm -hmm. systems engineering community to reach it? Yep, yep. Um, well, first of all, the, the as, as I linked on earlier is that the 2020 version was a white paper style document mm -hmm. and the vision 2025 became a glossy style document which is much more attractive to share with the target groups for the vision another statement and uh, uh, that ma was made in that vision is that system and BSE is the future of system engineering. Mm -hmm. Again, that was a key message in there. And as you can imagine that over time, MBSE has become more and more and more mature, but still there is a lot of ground to gain uh, mm -hmm. for that. Another key message ex was expressed in the need to expand the theoretical foundation of systems engineering. Well, such foundations are quite common knowledge in disciplines like physics or Newton laws, for instance, mechanical, software, optical and electronic engineering. System engineering was sort of lacking that solid theoretical foundation and actually still is to be improved or will be uh, envisioned for the uh, 2035 vision as well. Also, the need for advancing tools and methods to address complexity was a key message mentioned in that document. To make all of this happen, 
it was recognized that the system engineering workforce needs to be groomed. Well, as you can see over time, while this, this vision and actually the 2020 vision was published, that MBSE has matured, the workforce has grown uh, as an indication, INCOC is becoming a larger and larger organization. So you see that we have made steps over time to actually achieve the uh, objectives and the uh, messages that were mentioned in those visions. But still, there is uh, ground to, uh, to gain uh, in the near future and the further future as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, quite interesting. Um, particularly when the Vision 2020 was published, was 2007, not 2000, 2007, yeah, you said 2007. Seven yeah, and that was the year when system, uh, version 1 was published, so it was the same year. Uh, and um, at, in that year, they already has had the vision uh, that in many respects, the future of systems engineering can be set uh, model-based. So that's, uh, model-based was not that popular during that time. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, but then coming to the next vision, 2035, so it's the third vision. Um, can you give a quick overview of that document? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, as stated at the start of the, uh, of the podcast, the purpose of the vision is to inspire and guide the strategic directions for systems engineering across diverse uh, stakeholder communities. Mm -hmm. We identified four objectives uh, to achieve this. And uh, one is to align system engineering activities. So you may have all kind of scattered initiatives um, going in various directions, but it's good to align those initiatives to come to that common goal that we are trying to achieve. The other one is address future societal and system engineering challenges and keep system engineering relevant in an ever-changing society. And what we dare to say is that if we are not adapting the way we do system engineering to the changes that we see in society, will we will become irrelevant in time. So we need to address those challenges. Again, we keep to remain broad on the uh, base for practitioners. So get more people to, uh, to apply and do system engineering and at least understand what we want to achieve with system engineering. And we need to further promote system engineering research. Well, if you look at the document, um, then the setup of the content is similar to the one that we had for the Vision 2025. And looking at four chapters that you see in the document is that the first chapter is about the global context for system engineering. So why are we doing system engineering and what is the, the environment uh, demanding or requesting from us? Mm -hmm. And the second chapter is what is the current state of system engineering? So where are we at this point in time? Um, and the future state of system engineering will be addressed or is addressed in the third chapter. And what we see in that chapter is that we typically have the from 
two statements, as they are being called, is where are we now and where do we want to go defining the future for system engineering? And that is defined for 11 topics in the document. And the fourth chapter is addressing the activities needed to actually realizing the vision. Well, this was only one page in the 2025 vision. The as vision 2035 addresses this topic much more elaborately, actually in six pages where it is uh, being explained on how that uh, vision is to be realized. Okay. That's, uh, sorry. <laughs> no, that is a, a, a wrap up of what the vision actually is about. Okay, mm -hmm. but uh, what what's about uh, MBSE? So for sure, uh, Vision twenty thirty five says something about it, and uh, as I know, uh, yeah, you foresee many things. Many practitioners really would like to see. So, can you can you mention some of them? Um, well, actually, what what we see is it, it's it's a a. Since model-based system engineering is the way to work, the model-based system engineering will be reflected in various aspects of the vision. And one statement uh, made is by 2035, a family of unified frameworks exists for integrated MBSE as well as system modeling and simulations. And they are to leverage digital twins and are fully integrated into the enterprise digital uh, threat foundations. So it is addressing the digital transformation that we are in as mm -hmm. a society. And that is really going to change the way we work, the way we gather information, that, the way we sustain information. So that is a thing that we will see happen. Another thing is that the foundation is to be grown, and that is also related to what does that mean for model-based system engineering. So these are areas in which you see the reflection of the, 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 the developments that we are expecting related to system engineering, specifically for model-based system engineering. And again, the workforce needs to be grown we need to teach and learn the workforce on how to actually work with models and integrated models. Mm -hmm. And where we have seen that in the recent years, model-based system engineering had a lot of effort in there in defining what are, is the tooling? How do we work with the tooling? What is the language that we use? What is the ontology that we think is needed? That needs to be further developed and also needs to go into the um, the digital transformation rather than focusing on the tools and the single language SysML that we are aiming for. So that, that is a development that we see happen um, where the digitalization and the supporting of model-based system engineering is going to be a significant part of this digital transformation. Mm -hmm. That is what I would like to wrap up as items to be um, allocated to that specific point. Mm -hmm. I think it's quite interesting that they, in addition to MBSE, now also simulation is, is included. No? Um, it's, it's not only MBSE, it's uh, 
modeling and simulation. So they, they put this now together. And I also observe that this topic is becoming more and more important. So to simulate also at the system level, uh, quite interesting. Yes. Um, and maybe as an add-on is that what we saw typically that model-based system engineering was focused on the development of pro uh, products. That mm -hmm. with, for instance, a digital twin, we can see mm -hmm. how we can use it for product line development or for evaluation if something goes wrong in a system where does that come from and where's the source in the design or in the requirements or in the um, uh, the rollout of the system. So that is mm -hmm. going to be used at a much wider scale than what generally is used in the development of a pr product only. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so when did you start working on the vision? Because it should be up to date. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's already about digital twins and so forth, which is a current hot topics. But when did you start with writing the vision? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, if, if you look at a decision made by the board of directors of Incozy in 1999, that mm. a update was, was going to be feasible for the, for the vision. The core team kicked off at the 2020 International Symposium. So that was two years prior to the actual launch mm -hmm. of, the, uh, of the new version of the vision. Mm -hmm. Early in the project, I provided some information related to the current state of system engineering in the civil construction industry. But if you are asking when did you start working on it, the majority of my work took place in 2021. Uh, as I was leading this team that solicited and synthesized the review commands, actually done in two rounds of review. The first round was involving system engineering practitioners that provided some, I believe, even 1,200 review commands on the then version of the vision. And that gave us a, gave us a very valuable feedback on the documents as it was at that point in time. And then the second round was executed in September, October last year, mm -hmm. um, which was focusing on the review input, input from executives from a wide variety of governmental, academia and industry organizations, both inside but also outside of INCOSI. Okay. So that is where we got involved. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, and there, there were more people than you, so I think Sandy mm -hmm. Friedenthal was also part of the team. Um, and uh, how does that work? How, how do you invent a vision? Do you have a crystal ball or uh, where do you get the ideas from? Mm -hmm. Well, the second part of your question, I'll, I'll allow to later on. So that's kind of <laughs> a, keep that in disguise. Is the core team continuously worked on the vision for two years. Mm -hmm. And the core team consisted of Chris Davey, and let's say it on, on, uh, or list them on alphabetical order. Chris Davey from Ford Company, uh, Sandy Friedenthal, as you, uh, uh, mentioned, who was the project, project lead. And actually, he was the person that was involved in Division 2020, 2025, and yeah. 2035. So he was the, oh. uh, the continuous threat in that, <laughs> in that series of vision. As Kai Matthews of IBM, uh, Dave Nichols of NASA JPL, 
Paul Nielsen of Carnegie Mellon's University's uh, Software Institute, Chris Oster of uh, Lutron Electronics, uh, Taylor Reith, uh, who did a excellent job in the, as a graphic designer of this uh, of this vision. Um, mm -hmm. Gary Rodler, uh, who was the past IncoC president, mm -hmm. um, myself, Emma Sparks of Cranfield University, and finally Heinz Stöber, who was the CTO mm -hmm. of the uh, of the team uh, and works for Space Associates as well as for the Technical University of Delft. Aside of these uh, folks on the core team, we saw that there was a, a group of 13 support team members that had a great contribution to getting the vision together and they gave input from various uh, perspectives on, uh, on, on the vision. And then finally, in answer to your second part of your question, yes, we luckily had a crystal ball. So that really <laughs> helped on defining the future uh, while in all seriousness. Um, the future will surely follow its own path and mm -hmm. it will to some extent differ from what we have defined as an understatement. Mm -hmm. While realizing the vision, some things will take longer to achieve and others, well, may go faster than we anticipated. And that is all to circumstances in society. Well, for mm -hmm. example, the vision was released in January this year. It only took two months for uh, a war in the Ukraine to get started. Mm -hmm. And that resulted in a very strong drive in, for instance, Europe to get independent from Russian oil and gas, which is really speeding up the energy transformation to a more sustainable one in Europe. Mm -hmm. So this trend will surely drive the related engineering and system engineering activities related to this energy transformation. So it, it's an illustration on even within one, two months after the release, you see that things are moving around and changing significantly. Mm -hmm. Does the, the vision directly address sustainability things? Because well, the subtitle is engineering solutions for a better world. So exactly. Well, well, um, as, uh, as that question resonated from my previous uh, <laughs> uh, answer, yeah. is that in the section, the first par uh, chapter of the document, in the context of systems engineering, there is actually one of the key contexts, uh, contexts in there uh, are the sustainable goals, the 17 sustainable goals as identified by the United Nations. Mm -hmm. okay. And in that case, for instance, avoid poverty, have enough water for everybody, have a sustainable world, mm -hmm. sustainable use of uh, resources from the world. So that those are the 17 um, um, sustainable goals by the United Nations. And, then, and two other uh, very strong drivers for this context are also uh, Industry 4.0, as defined in Germany, Mm -hmm. and society 5.0 as defined in uh, Japan. Mm -hmm. So those are areas that are really driving where we think at this point in time where things will be going. Okay. Uh, another question about the team. Uh, you mentioned the core team, uh, six, seven, eight people or so. Uh, 
how was the team put together who decided who would be on the team um that was partially a self organizing uh group with with friends ah, okay. and Stöber and sandy friedenthal gary mm -hmm. Rocco, they were sort of driving to get a team together mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um what we saw is the need for diversity in the team uh, mm -hmm. from origin. Uh, we see uh, some involvement uh, even in the support team that we saw that we have a diversity of people coming from the US, from EMEA, or the Americas, I should say, from EMEA and from uh, uh, Asia. Mm -hmm. So there was a diversity in that area. Yeah. We surely had to make sure that there were some uh, female contributions in there, mm -hmm. elder and younger folks. So that's okay. where you saw that there was mm -hmm. a, a drive to have the diversity in there. And okay. that was tweaked over time as some people were giving comments on, on uh, not diversity enough in mm -hmm. there uh, over time. So that, that's where we added uh, folks over time to make sure that that diversity is reflected in the team mm -hmm. working on the vision, the core team as well as the support team. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, you need people who are motivated no? and uh, have time uh, to yes. do that. <laughs> so. Yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and there was a significant number of time or mm -hmm. amount of time was invested in there by all yeah. the people in working on it. Mm -hmm. Christian. It's me again. Question. <laughs> Question. Yeah. So <laughs> what I would like to know is, uh, why was the gap so long? So why did, why didn't we have a vision 2030 in between? Uh huh. Well, interestingly enough, if you look at the 2020 vision that was published in 2007, mm -hmm. that was um, 30 years. years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For the, in 2014 published as eVision 2025, the gap was 11 years. And now we are back to 13 years. So I would say that the 30 years that we now have isn't really out of line with the previous versions. But yes, it's a significant uh, view and, and significant uh, far away to uh, create that view. And I'm sure that before we get to 2035, we will have an updated vision to be public. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> so the question is more why we started so late no, with the 2035 vision, no, 27, 2014, and then we have a gap of eight years. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> and, and the gap between uh, the 2020 and 2025 uh, vision was seven years. Mm -hmm. So it is, we're, we're, uh, as you can imagine, that in 1999 it was identified by the board as, uh, uh, no, Nin 19, sorry. Mm -hmm. In 2019 it was recognized by the board of directors that it needed to be updated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you need to get started. That takes yeah, okay. two years. Mm -hmm. You want to have a solid uh, documents where people are satisfied with the results. So that takes time and that will be the same thing in, in the near future if we are, or if a group of people is working on the next version of that vision. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
but sure, fair. It's a fair question since mm. the world around us is moving like crazy. So <laughs> at least you mm -hmm. may need to make your markers. And with the uh, where we are with with the vision as it is available in PDF version as well as in a uh, web-based version, the web-based version will get modifications over time as we see changes come up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, you mentioned that the, the the idea behind the vision is to provide a guidance you know, for strategies and so on. So if well, people read the the vision, then they are guided and act according to the vision, maybe. But are there also any explicit actions based on the vision to to force it a bit <laughs> to the right direction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I can say two things about that. One is, as illustrated in chapter four, that addresses the realization of the vision, um, it is giving an indication of the path to follow in mm -hmm. steps of four or five years. Um, under the umbrella of the ECOSI initiative called FUSE, which stands for the Future of System Engineering, the implementation will be coordinated. However, ECOSI needs to strongly collaborate with uh, many other organizations to make the vision really happen. So it's not an ECOSI thing where ECOSI can work on it and ta-da, there it is. <laughs> but it truly is a, uh, a collaboration that is needed. And secondly, as for the 2025 vision, we would love to see chapters or specific domains to evaluate the application on the vision onto, onto their own context. Like for the 2025 vision, there was a automotive version made mm -hmm. by, by companies and organizations in the automotive sector. Mm -hmm. And also, I may say, the Netherlands chapter has created a version of the vision into the Dutch context. So, for instance, I can imagine that the French or the Germans might create a vision that is applicable to the specific situation for both the French mm -hmm. and the, uh, the German context. Mm -hmm. So that's where you may see some spin-offs from the vision mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that might really help in, in actually making it more tangible for these specific either domains or countries where people reside in. Mm -hmm. Very interesting idea. I think it's not planned for Germany, but well, we can do that. <laughs> this might be the seed to make it happen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a lot of work. Mm. Yeah, maybe, uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. maybe we find some some people on TDSE in November. For there that. you go. This maybe. message has been recorded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, um, I have no further questions, I think. Yeah, the um, same for me. So we know that it's uh, constantly updated. So we know that there might be some, some years before we see something new. Yes, and it's up to the board of directors of INCOSI to decide when they think it's feasible to come with a formal release of a new mm -hmm. version. Mm -hmm. And time will tell when that happens. Yeah. And ah, uh, is that 
version here, the 2035, also available as a book. I think I saw a printed version at the symposium, right? Yes. But I was not able to, to get one. I, I yep. forgot it. Yep. <laughs> and actually, as, as, uh, uh, so there is a PDF and a book yeah. printed version available of the book. Oh, okay. And actually, there is also a executive summary available for executives, which is roughly a six page document. Okay. So that, um, some executives do not have the time or take the time to read such an extensive document, mm -hmm. but are very interested in the uh, executive summary. So that is also available as a printed version. Mm -hmm. We have the PDF versions of both of those uh, documents. Um, and we do have this online interactive version or well, not, not really interactive, but it's, it's going to be updated and might be changed in the near future based on new insights on where we see uh, things are going. Okay. And, and that is all available for downloads and mm -hmm. see this, this online version through this web link that will be a part of this uh, uh, podcast information. And can I buy the book in the Incozy shop or have, have I uh, to, uh, to travel to the next Incozy symposium at the Honolulu? <laughs> it's always good to travel to an Incozy. <laughs> That's far I, I away believe, next year. Yeah, so. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, but Honolulu sounds nice. <laughs> and it's nice to, uh, to cover. But you, yeah, I believe you can order it through uh, the website of Incozy. Oh, okay. This sure. shop that they have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I will have a look. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. So then, right. let's close mm -hmm. the session here. Um, thank you, Paul, for You're being welcome. with us. Uh, it was quite interesting to learn something about the vision 2035. And well, the next topic um, is one of our series MBSE around the world and this time we have a look on Spain um, and the date is September the 5th if I remember it correctly yeah mm -hmm. yeah so that's already scheduled and well finally do not forget trust us we are systems engineers <laughs> <laughs> goodbye okay.